1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology for Thursday, September the 11th, 2008. This is uh, Jim Hedrick from MetaMend.com and Dave Davy from beanstalk And we have a really interesting show today. A couple weeks from now, SMX East in New York City is opening up. And we're uh, bringing in one of their speakers, uh, Jessica Bowman. She's going to be doing all the in-house training for... uh, for at SMX East. It's going to be really interesting having Jessica on. We also have another in-house SEO. I um, tried to make sure I get her name right. Dave, why don't you try Because you, know, you get a better chance on getting her name yeah. right than I do.
1: Christine Schackinger from uh, Find Any Floor uh, yeah, she did she- a, a pretty impressive job with the indexing of their site and stuff like that to, to talk a little bit about uh, what their yeah. tactics were and how they got indexed so quickly and, and some rankings. Pretty, pretty impressive number of uh, keyword phrases they rank for for a one-month-old site. So uh, it be interesting to hear how they, how they did that.
0: So Christine will be on to round off the show towards the end. And we, you know, we have a really packed show, so we should really get moving really, really, really quickly. Uh, let's take a look at some of the neat stuff happening in the news. So, you, know, you know what jumped, out, jumped right off my RSS feed at me this morning? What's this that? blew me away. Range Online was sold to iProspect yesterday.
1: Okay, I didn't catch that one.
0: Well, the amazing and fabulous range online, led by Misty Locke, um, Todd Friesen was working with them up until la- up until around this time last year. Um, I'm sorry, or just earlier this year. Anyway, iProspect bought them. iProspect seems to be compiling, um, well, seems to be compiling a number of smaller SEO or search engine marketing shops around the world. This is their largest acquisition to date, but um, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, with, with range and its client list and uh, their relationship with iProspect. It looks like we're in a time of consolidation again.
1: It's not surprising. You know, it's happening in the search engine world. It's not, I suppose, all that surprising. <laughs> it's happening uh, in ours as well. So, um, of course, wishing the, the very best to all the, the staff that are, that are now heading over there. And, uh, you know, hopefully iProspect recognizes, as I'm sure they do, that uh, they've got a, a pretty talented team and I'm sure a very, very solid client list coming their way.
0: Well, as you said, David, consolidation is happening in the search engine world, or is it? Um, a couple of days ago, we got the news that the American government, the Department of Justice, is taking on Google and Yahoo in the plans for Google and Google and Yahoo's um, advertising partnership. Mm -hmm. It was announced on Tuesday. I'm sorry, on Monday, that the uh, Justice Department had hired a veteran antitrust lawyer, um, Sanford M. Litvak. Uh, Now, neat thing about Litvak, the the antitrust lawyer that the Justice Department has hired to study the case against Google, he used to be the Assistant Attorney General in charge of the Department of Justice Antitrust Division during the Carter administration back in the uh, in the late '70s. So this. Litvak knows antitrust legislation backwards and forwards. He knows how far his department can go, or how far the um, Department of Justice can go. And again, they've got this guy, the super specialist on antitrust, to study the files on the Google-Yahoo merger. Um, about two and a half months ago, maybe three months ago, Eric Schmidt from Google said straight out, look, we'll postpone this till October 1st, waiting for regulatory approval, but after that, we're going ahead. So as of the beginning of the month, Google intends to start displaying AdWords across the Yahoo Network. This has a number of organizations, uh, Association of National Advertisers, American Association of Advertising Agencies, International Advertising Association, Well, and, and a number of the people in the search marketing community a little bit nervous. This will give Google upwards of 90% of the paid search ad market, and so the DOJ is looking at an antitrust case. You know, you know, you know, one of the funny ironies in this world is Microsoft is right in there saying, Dope. look, at look, look at these guys."
1: Well, Microsoft definitely knows their antitrust as well, intimately, <laughs> usually from intimately, the other no. side of it. But um, I think we have to ask ourselves here, and, and you know, a legitimate question um, being. Is, is the consumer, like the, the entire purpose of antitrust law is to protect the consumer, is the consumer negatively impacted here? Are, will they be in the foreseeable future negatively impacted by this deal between Google and Yahoo? Um, or really is this move um, just effectively going to cripple Yahoo um, in, in some degree, like basically reduce their, their ability to earn revenue or, or maximize their revenue um, to, to really no benefit? The rest of us, and including those that are, that are advertising on Yahoo itself. So um, it, it gets to be a, a really complicated issue. I'm sure they're going to be looking at all of those points. Um, in this, I, I just hope that the, the antitrust lawyers don't go launching in with this just, you know, well, now we've consolidated a, a mass amount of the online advertising. Uh, through search into one company, uh, and I hope they actually take a look uh, at the broader picture and, and consider whether okay, but the purpose is does will this impact the consumer in a negative way? Will this impact the advertiser in a negative way? Um, will this move actually do that? I don't have the answer because you know I'm not an antitrust lawyer. I, I don't have the experience in there. Um, but I would seriously hope that they consider these questions rather than just debating whether this is is a consolidation or not, and and ending the discussion there.
0: Well, one of the things I think we, we really have to, they really have to look at is exactly who the consumer is in this instance. Um, is the consumer the search engine user? Or in this case, is the consumer the advertisers? Now, I would suggest from an from agency perspective that the consumer is, in fact, the advertisers.
1: I would agree, yeah.
0: So, I don't know. I mean... SEOs and SEMs had their suspicions of, of of Google and their motives on several different occasions. I mean, you can remember when they would do a simple algo, algo tweak and um, half the people in the community would start freaking out saying, oh, they're just trying to drive visitors towards AdWords by giving irrelevant results, which was almost certainly not true. But the level of um, well, protective paranoia SEOs have around the Google SERPs, um, you know, I, I often think that we're willing to apply ulterior motives to Google at the drop of a hat, and about half the time they fit, and half the time they don't fit. In this case, I mean, this is, Google, Google won't have competition. I'm terrified of a, of a world where Google doesn't have competition.
1: Right. Not at the same time, we have to, and you're right, SEOs are, are legitimately concerned and, and always watching it, as are advertisers legitimately concerned in watching. I mean, if, if Google all of a sudden basically controls um, advertising through search, uh, is that going to drive up click values? Is that the other thing? There is a ceiling, though, because people can only pay so much per click as soon as it, the ROI just isn't there, as soon as they're paying more than they're getting in a return, you know, including the cost of the managers and stuff like that to manage it or, or their time if they're doing it themselves. Well, that's the ceiling. So they can't be driven up past the point where the ROI just isn't there. Um, And from what I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen the same thing too, the click values are approaching that ceiling anyway. Uh, You know, the advertisers are willing to bid. There's more and more of them, and and large companies are are driving these bids up to the point where, um, you know, even smaller companies, some of them in in the case of uh, some industries, are driving them up past the point where the ceiling is met just to keep... Um, the other advertisers out, just keep the smaller companies out, and make sure that they're maximizing and, and maximizing just the, the total dominance of their industries. So, um, you know, I think we're seeing this anyway. Are we going to see it worse with a with a Yahoo uh, sort of partnership deal? Uh, my instinct is to say I doubt it. We'd probably see some increases, but um, you know, I, I don't see it being uh, being that uh, that significant. But then. Uh, you know I, I've been surprised before by what advertisers do so uh,
0: so how weird how weird do you think things would get if the Department of Justice actually blocked the partnership like I mean what does that mean for yahoo suddenly they're 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 expecting two hundred and fifty to four hundred million dollars a year or at least in their first couple of years off of this Google that fills in a big black hole in their bottom line but yeah, if uh, I the think that in and that's got to be oh a, a
1: concern as well as uh, like taking a look at how does Yahoo, is this a move that is, you know, not to put it sort of, but is it fair? Is it fair to sort of tie the hands and go, your shareholders don't matter here? we have to we have to block your ability to increase your revenue stream. Um Yahoo has to of course pursue this because it's their legal obligation to try and increase revenue for their shareholders.
0: Uh Google has to both
1: those companies have to proceed forward. But is this a fair move to Yahoo to basically say, Yeah, we know you have this ability to earn hundreds of millions of dollars more every year but sorry about that, we we just can't do it. Sometimes that is legitimate. Um I don't know if if this is one of those cases where, where that's a, a fair move to do, but um, again, I'll, it'll be a story that we're certainly following. I'll be interested to see what all the evidence comes out during this uh, during this case, and um, you know, maybe when we discuss it, you know, a few months from now, after it's a little further along, I'll have a totally different uh, different approach. It's happened before with you know, say, the net neutrality debate. So, um, I'll be interested to see as more information becomes available what uh, you know, sort of what the considerations they they're needing to make are, and, and where this ends up.
0: Well, speaking of big potential black holes that will probably never form, hats off to the folks in France and Switzerland at the, at the Hydrogen Collider, eh? That is phenomenal.
1: I, I'm excited, but then I'm a science fiction buff. <laughs> so of course, I'm looking going, you know, kudos to them, first successful test. Uh, we can all mark into our calendars. Uh, it's October 21st, the first official, like, real use of this thing. So. Um, that's that's Armageddon, just to, to let everybody know you can put it in your calendar. So you're gonna start uh, you banging the particles on the kiss your loved ones goodbye. Um, <laughs> you know, according to some naysayers. Um, but I think this is just just a, a huge thing. Um, I know you and I have both probably been doing quite a bit of quite a bit of looking into it. Um, there's a great video on YouTube, uh, a wrap done by their engineers. If you need like a Coles Notes version of what this collider actually does, it's uh, it's, it's really, really neat. And uh, I think, you know, $5 billion later, um, you know, an enormous leap forward for technology. And, uh, you know, it sounds like a lot of money, but as Stephen Hawking uh, pointed out in, in a conversation on it, he's like, this is, you know, may well provide us with uh, a lot of the answers to questions we've asked about the beginning of the universe. What are we made of? What is antimatter? Um, and this is, you know, a, a small fraction of the world's, you know, product or, or production. So it, it's, it's, in his opinion and mine too, well worth the investment uh, to answer these questions that we've had for, for eons and to prove some of the, you know, the grand unified theory and stuff like that. It, it'll either prove or disprove it. And, uh, and I think it's just just phenomenal and, and huge kudos on their, on their first successful test of it.
0: Well, speaking of antimatter, what is antimatter? Antimatter is what happens to your share value if you're an, if you're a United Air shareholder and Google totally screws up. You know what? I
1: think that's one of your best segues ever.
0: Yeah, I know. I thought about that one for a couple of seconds. <laughs> anyway, come on. What do you think about that? Google News uh, somehow reprints a story from 2002 about a pending collapse of United Air, pending bankruptcy of United Air. Now, this was an old story, but when they printed it, and it went out, out on regular Google News two days ago, uh, United's share value like plummeted almost to the floor. They had to actually stop trading on it. Dave, what happened there? Um, what happened
1: was, and I, I hope I get, uh, get all these right, but um, a reporter, how this happened, I don't know. Um, But from the Florida Sun Sentinel reprinted uh, a 2002 article, how that happened, I'll never know, um, on the 2002 Chapter 11 filing by, uh, by United Air. Um, what happened there then becomes at first when I heard this story and it was on the CBC here in Canada. Um, when I first heard that story, I thought, "Oh God!" You know, I heard it as like Google News published this. I thought Google News screw up. Okay, lawsuits are going to start flying. But no, Florida Sun Sentinel reprinted this story. Of course, it shows up in the news. Um, one of the folks who uh who's posting the news over at Bloomberg goes into Google News um, looking for some, some interesting information to put up on Bloomberg, just punches in two thousand eight bankruptcy to find something. Number one result is uh this sort of sun sentinel article. Uh so just you know, bad timing all around for everything. Uh, so he immediately goes, oh crap, okay, this is, this is big news. Um, his defense being, my job is not to be a reporter, which, which he's not, he's not a reporter. He just finds news and publishes the headlines of, of news that, that he thinks is going to be relevant here. Didn't look into it further because that's not his job. Posts this up, um, on Bloomberg, because of course found it on, on Google News as the number one result, shows up on Bloomberg. That happened at 1055 AM, 1056 AM. Uh, the stock still trading at $11.51 a share. Over the next two minutes, it went down to $3 a share. Uh, so it just shows you if you are a stockbroker, maybe you should take an extra minute and read the article because you'd have seen it was for all about 2002. Um, what really impressed me is the speed with which the the you know, Wall Street operates in. Um, because uh, two minutes later, um, obviously trading was completely halted as they saw this vast plummet down. Um, and trading was resumed by 11:01. So basically, six minutes after the article first shows up, shares have gone down to three dollars. Uh, so down, you know, almost almost eight dollars, uh, a little over eight dollars actually. Shares had gone down, halting uh, trading had been halted, and trading had been resumed all within a six-minute window. Of course, by by 12:29, uh, the stock is back up at uh, $11.30 a share, almost back to what it was uh, prior to the incident. But I could only fathom the millions upon millions that were both lost and earned
0: uh, during that six-minute period of time. Just incredible. I mean, like, you know, ultimately we can blame Google on this. And if we had more time, we have to go to break in a few seconds, but if we had more time, I'd get into a treaty, you know, straight out, of, straight out of an essay I'm writing called Idiotology. I'd get into a treaty on how this is entirely Google's fault. Um, I mean, Florida, Florida Sun-Sentinel, um, Orlando Sun-Sentinel, um, hire more people in your newsroom. Dude at Bloomberg, yes, it is your job to verify before you post. From now on, it's your job to verify. Don't try to cop out like that.